Hey, Film Files. Welcome back. Got some guests with us tonight. We'll get to them in a second. But we're still going to dedicate this episode to the ladies. There's a movie coming out this weekend called Alien Covenant. There's going to be a lot of girlfriends and a lot of fiancés that are going to get dragged to this movie. And so we wanted to talk about uh, why you should care and why this movie is, is interesting for women. And also because I sat through Bridget Jones's baby last week. And so now we're going to see Alien Covenant at the Village Crossing. And it's going to be terrifying. So uh, our guest today, I'm joined by Joey Fondle and Norm Burns. Guys, thanks for being back. It's great to be back. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jimmy. Thanks for being back. Is that what I said? (laughs) That works. Thanks for being back. Thanks for having us back. back. You didn't come back. You're just here. So you're listening to 90.7 WAZU. Stay with us. This is Movie Show Theater. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Good morning, Vietnam! I drink your milkshake. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I'm sorry, you just tough talk a dead body? Get busy living or get busy dying. Keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. That's goddamn right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about, I don't know, we've, we did a podcast a couple years back on aliens, and it would be hard to cover four movies right. tonight. We could be here all night. We could be here all night. But I was thinking about the Ripley character, and I've always had a like a long-standing crush on Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And even though she shaves her head in Alien 3, yeah. um, it doesn't matter. Still, it, was a, it was a lice problem, It's not going to keep me away. It's still a looker, <laughs> yeah. Sigourney. It's not going to keep me away. So now I was thinking, I was like, is she the strongest female role in science fiction film? And for me, it came down to her and Sarah Connor and Princess oh, yeah. Leia. Oh, yeah. Wow. We're like the three big ones that I can think it. of. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. I couldn't agree more. I mean, like, who else is there? I don't think there's anybody else. Um, to I mean, especially brain. ones that don't fall into that stereotype. I have a, a love for um, strong female roles in film and mm-hmm. just any sort of, like, smashing of... Totally, dude. ...gender role stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Um, I mean, like, do we include recent science fiction? Because yeah. there have been some strong... Uh, female roles in movies that I did not enjoy, but there were strong roles in them. Like uh, Passengers was a recent film that I watched. Oh, oh I didn't right, see that. Right. Somebody spoiled the ending for me, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. I don't think the, was like a. There's not much a to mind spoil. Bender of an ending. If you watch the first 20 minutes of that movie, you pretty much know what's going to happen yeah. for the rest of the movie. Chris Pratt cares. Chris Pratt cares so much. <laughs> I, uh, you know, there's been there's been a lot written on the internet that I've read about recently about Passengers and how it could have been a better movie and how the original version of that script was really great. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, if uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners out there, <laughs> but there, if you mix some things around in that movie and uh, and change the perspective of who the main character is then you get a much better movie out of it. Huh. But I guess what I was getting at is that Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence was a, was a pretty strong character. I think Katniss from The Hunger Games was a strong yeah. female. Yeah, I, yeah, I would count that as sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. Um, nothing else springs to mind. I can think of like a lot of television. Carrie Ann Moss. But yeah. Matrix. Totally. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss was good for sure. And I, th- but I, and I think even Princess Leia, she doesn't really ever... I mean, she's a senator at 19, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. But she doesn't really ever do anything that like... Really saves the day, you know. She is a damsel in distress. I mean, at least yeah. in the in the first in A New Hope, she is. I mean, that's how she starts out. But she becomes a stronger character. I can think of one moment where she saves the day when they're about to be eaten by the Ewoks. And she yeah. comes out like, "These are my friends." So, oh like, yeah, she yeah, saves yeah. Them from being eaten from the Ewoks. Yeah. That's from Return of the Jedi. I yeah. mean, she's not even like dressed scandalously, except for like the first half hour of that movie. She is. Oh right, right. Uh, famously so, but like for the rest of the movie, she's just wearing. 
I mean, she's dressed like like a, like a boy. She also kills the number one drug lord of the planet Tatooine in the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's true. She's the one yeah, that kills Jabba she rises up. She breaks free of those chains, yeah. metaphorically she uses and literally. The chains. Yeah, she uses <laughs> the chains against her own captain. <laughs> Who do you think has that metal bikini to this day? Do you think George Lucas has it? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. There's, there's no question there. George every, Lucas. <laughs> every wedding anniversary is like, honey. <laughs> I'm pulling it out of the closet. Maybe t- this it. is the year. And he's just talking to a mirror. And nobody really understands what's going yeah, on. He wears it. That dude. Like, uh, they, so they had the Star Wars celebration recently. And I don't mean to change may the, the subject. May the 4th be with yeah, you. Yeah, may the 4th yeah, be yeah. with you. Yeah, right? yeah. And they, they drug him out. They brought out... Um, everybody. Yeah, they brought out everybody. They rolled the Harrison Ford out. You know, <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> And uh, they I brought was a cop once. They let George Lucas talk for way too long. His like his talking should be limited to like I'm, I'm yeah. George Lucas. He, ta- he talks Hi, the way that he writes a script. Yeah, and he's like they brought him out, and you can tell the guy is just like I love him. Like I I owe my entire childhood to this guy. Like Definitely. I don't hate on him as Definitely. much as most people do, but like they brought him out, and he starts talking about the 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 movie. And the role that Carrie Fisher played, because it was a retrospective sort of like yeah. in honor of Carrie right, Fisher, right. like passing away and all of that. And he just he t- he rambled on like someone who hadn't like he had not given it any thought prior to coming out on stage and talking about Carrie Fisher. And he's like, well, you know, she was uh, she was just getting all these uh, these boys in in in, in line, and uh, you know, she, these boys <laughs> were just a bunch of like ragtag, uh, you know, they're just a bunch of like no good uh, guys and. Like, it just went, it was just like that. And he's like, this guy, like, I don't think he's even watched Star Wars. Like, since it came out. (laughs) I really, I think he, I honestly do think he hates Star Wars at this point, and that's why he sold it for $4 billion to Disney. I think he must. Maybe it was just more of a burden than it was a privilege for him. I mean, I'm sure that all of the internet rage uh, affected him somehow. I mean, they're not nearly as bad as... Most people give them credit for. There's such a like Star Wars hate bandwagon online that people are just they're ready to jump on board. So um, I came up with some trivia questions that uh, I'm going to ask, and uh, it's going to be fun, and you're both going to have a good time playing this. Okay, oh, I can't wait. And uh, did Joey, I come up you with are an going down odd number? I think I came up with an odd number. So whoever gets the most Pick the next movie that we do. Okay. So you guys have been on right. a on a couple times. I don't know if I can yeah. call you guests anymore. Can I can I call you regular cast members we're the of reg- movie show? We're regulars. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for this. Do you do you guys want the the lead roles? Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's move on. Let's do this. Um, okay, so I'm going to name six notoriously bad science fiction films. Okay. And one of these actually lost money. And I'm going to name them in no particular order. Okay. These six, only one of them, thinking about what the budget could have been and what the box office return was. Okay. I'm not okay. talking about DVD release or anything. Gotcha. Waterworld from 95. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek, The Final Frontier. Uh huh. Okay. Battlefield Earth, classic. We've done another podcast on that. It is as bad as the internet says it is. Oh, yeah. Alien versus Predator. Ooh. Alien versus Predator Requiem. Oh, man. Three Damn. years later. Nah, no way. No way it's that one. And The Happening. The Happening. From happening. 2008. Yeah. It's not The Happening. Shyamalan. It's absolutely not The Happening. Only one of those six... Lost money. Lost money. Yeah, I want the only one that lost money. Hold, hold on a second. Let's think about this. So... <laughs> Waterworld is the obvious one. I don't think Jimmy would throw that one in there. Uh, I'm willing to disagree with you. You think it was Waterworld? I think World? the one that stands out the most to me is Battlefield Earth. Because yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Battlefield Earth. That, that was the Scientology push film, right? Like that's, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, lost a ton of money. Tons of money, but I remember seeing all the the Waterworld cardboard cutouts. Mike no, no. Waterworld. I think the Waterworld thing was blown out of proportion where they were just like it was one of those things where the the media wanted it to be to be hated, you know? Really? They were like they were like fuck. I mean, I'm sorry. They were like, you know, screw Kevin Costner. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, no. <laughs> um 
What was the Star Trek film that you said? Uh, Final, Frontier. Final Frontier. Final and Frontier. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. See, I don't think I've seen that one either. That so one? Final Frontier is the worst of the the OG cast. That's was that the last of the OG cast? No, Undiscovered Country was last oh, of the OG okay, cast. Okay, it was Final Frontier then Undiscovered Country. Okay, I know the AVP and and Alien vs Predator Requiem. I saw both of those in theaters to packed houses in Peoria, Illinois. That might not be saying much, but... Are we talking Willow, or are we talking... Uh, was Rave there? Yeah, Rave was there. The oh, Rave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Will Knowles or the Rave. Thing. Rest you know, in so, peace. So I definitely saw Alien vs. Predator, the first one, at Will Knowles. Yeah. And in, a, in a crazy week turn of events. Remember, we tried to see that movie like three times. Did we? And every single night, I'd be like, no matter what, we're seeing Alien vs. Predator, because I wanted to see it so bad. Three nights in a row, everyone bailed on me. That final night, we were like, we're going. No matter what, no one's stopping us. We pull up to the theater, and Sam Ball, who's been on this podcast before, we're walking up, and he looks at the, the marquee, and he's like, oh, no country for old men, no way. And so to spite Sam Ball, and because of the turn of events of the week, I was like, fine, we'll see this no country for old men movie. Because I thought it would be like a bucket list type movie, you know, like, like the bucket list with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I was being like, old men, like, what do I care? And then that movie started, and it, and it terrified me. Way more right. than Alien vs. Predator did. So that was like the same weekend. I'm pretty sure that was Alien vs. Predator 1. I know it wasn't the Alien vs. Predator movies. I'm going to say, I know it wasn't happening, because it's, it's Mark Wahlberg. It was in my show one. That was right after the I'm village, a science right? teacher. <laughs> hey, what's, what's Why don't you guys care thing? about the bees? Yeah. <laughs> they should take more of an interest. Hey, let's all take a second and think about this, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say Battlefield Earth. I'm voting Battlefield Earth. Joey, you're saying Waterworld? No, no, I'm not saying Waterworld. I'm inclined to agree with you. I think it's either Battlefield Earth or Star Trek The Final Frontier. I feel like I've heard... I just know it. I can feel it in my gut. And I can see John Travolta in that makeup with the crazy (laughs) face dreadlocks. Just like trying to reassure everybody. (laughs) This is a competition, so I think we we can't agree. I'm saying Battlefield Earth. No, you can agree. We can agree? We can agree. I think it's Battlefield Earth. I, I really do. Our final answer is Battlefield <laughs> it, Earth. It is Battlefield yes. Earth. Yeah! It sure lost $43.5 million. Dollars. That's crazy. That's pretty bad, huh? I feel really oh bad for John Travolta. Gosh. I used to, and then I actually watched it, because I was like, this movie can't be as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah. And it, it really is. Man. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean that movie is terrible, but... Like, John Travolta's had a rough time of it. One of my favorite. And he pretty much had to do it. I mean, he's he swore to his loyalty to uh, L. Ron Hubbard, like, Comey to Trump. <sighs> yeah, let's not even get into that. You're getting political, <laughs> Jimmy. Smooth this right is a past. movie podcast. We'll be past that one. <laughs> Mark our words here. Down the pipe. All right. All right. So, uh, the bank. Battlefield Earth. Check. This is about the highest-grossing sci-fi movie of all time. I'll read you ten, the right, top right. ten highest-grossing movies of all time, all right. and you tell me what's number one. Uh, Star Wars 1 through 6. Oh, okay. So that's pretty easy. Right. And these are adjusted for inflation as well. Gotcha. Uh, E.T. All right. Avatar. All right. Back to the Future, part one. And Independence Day. Avatar. Avatar still beats. Wait a minute, we're talking about all six Star each, Wars. Each Star Wars film is another movie. ranking. Like wait, episodes like, one through six take up six ranks. A New Hope top. is yeah. one. Oh, yeah. uh, Revenge of the Sith is one. Phantom Menace is one. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, not, yeah, okay. Avatar. I'll agree with you. I remember that. I think. <laughs> the answer. Is A New Hope, Star Wars. Damn. In 1977, it raked in $461 million. He said he counted inflation. We should have known right there. And in today's uh, market, that's $1.8 billion in box office sales. Isn't that insane? That is ridiculous. And he had, like, what was the last one that he had done before that? Like American Graffiti or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was American Graffiti. Or, That's so yeah, interesting was, that there was such a calling for sci-fi because marketing wasn't really a thing. I mean, I'm sure that there was like maybe a half-assed trailer that was just like a series oh, of yeah, clips. Like, it's the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I made this movie. Yeah. It's about Star Wars. <laughs> well, Star Trek had been around for what? Like 10, 15, 15 years? Yeah, yeah. A little under 15 years then. 
Funny, they love that. Funny you should say that. The next trivia is, oh. how many Star <laughs> Trek movies are there? Including the three right. newest ones. I can I can do this. <laughs> Name them off, Joe. All right, so we'll start at Undiscovered Country. That's six. And then we've got Generations. That's seven. First Contact. That's eight. Insurrection. That's nine. Nemesis is ten. The new Star Trek is eleven. And then Star Trek Into Darkness is twelve. And then Star Trek Beyond is thirteen. All right, so then one through four is... Or one through five? Oh, one through five is, okay, Star Trek The Motion Picture is number one. Star Trek The Wrath of Khan is number two. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Star Trek The Voyage Home is number four. And Star Trek number five is The Final Frontier. All right. Wow, I'm not even going to give you time to think Ooh, about yeah. that. It is 13. I'm glad you're here, Joey. <laughs> so what do you think came first, Dr. No, the first James Bond film, or the first Star Trek episode? Oh. Which came out in on September 8th, 1966. Was the first Star Trek episode? I'm gonna go with um, Doctor No. I think it, yeah, Doctor No has to be before that because Goldraker, Gold, Goldraker, Goldfinger. Gold, Goldfinger was '63. Really? Yeah. What? Well, they they cranked them out back then. They, did. they made those movies Dr. in like no eight, three with weeks. Love and then Goldfinger, right? Yeah. Doctor No. Nice. 1962. Oh, yeah. What do I win, Jimmy? Oh, Man. Oh, all right. Joey's right. killing me here. Um, okay, so I wanted to know what the what's considered to be the first science fiction movie ever made, or when it came out. So there's a short film that came out first, but the first American feature length. American feature length. Science fiction. Was the short film the film that the Thirteen Monkeys was based on? Mm. I think the first. I would. I'm going to take a guess and say the first science fiction short film was A Trip to the Moon, right? Damn. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that wow. was one of the first films ever made. That was great. In 1902. Of course. Deep like, pull. They would want to go to space. They're like, oh, are we going to shoot cowboys? Well, what's no, the worst that could happen? The moon face. Yeah. But then the first full length? My the brain went immediately length. to Metropolis. But I don't know if that was American or not. I can't. I don't think that was. That was Franz. Uh, Fritz Lang. Fritz Lang, yeah. Seconds ago. <laughs> that's, that's all right. You can even say okay. damn. You can okay. say what you Say whatever you want. We'll just bleep you out, Joe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When Sam's on, it's just one long bleep whenever he talks. <laughs> no, I refer to him as bleep. That's what I do. A, a trip to the moon. That would be the first. And I then, wouldn't have gotten the other one. What is it? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Oh, mm. see, I would in nineteen sixty. Call that like an adventure film. That's yeah. about. That's about as sci-fi as. Well, I was going to say the abyss, but I guess that actually has an alien in it. So it does. Go there. Yes, it does. And. Uh, Oh, isn't that isn't this Sigourney Weaver in the Abyss? Uh, no, I'm making that up. It's not. It's no, the chick who from. Is it, uh, though? Oh, what's her name? She played the. I know who you're talking about. Man, I blew that. Um, it's, Ed uh, Harris is who you're thinking. Ed of. Harris is who you're thinking of. Yeah. No, but she was the she was the wife and uh, or she was Maid Marian in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You're good. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I forget her good name. Good call. All right, so uh, who won that? I mean, Joey definitely blew me away with the Star Trek. That wasn't a question, though. I just listed off the names of all the <laughs> Yeah, but that counts. That answered. counts. He asked how many there were. Yeah. You nailed it, dude. Uh, and we you got Dr. No, on. Norm. You got a science fiction movie. And I'm going to say Joey won this. I'm just going to consider all right. it. What all do right. I, what's I, I the prize? That's what that. I want to know. You get to pick. By the end of the, the episode, yeah. pick whatever we're going to do next. Pick the next movie. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. So I mentioned uh, at the top that this is for the ladies, and I've always had a, a long-standing crush on Sigourney Weaver, but this character of Ripley, I think it's really interesting because obviously she's a woman, and there wasn't a lot of strong female leads that weren't just banking on the fact that they were a woman and they're going to be that you know easy target. So in Aliens, you could think that, well, they just – the character was written as a guy, and then they just made her woman. But as soon as she finds Newt, it's like her whole world becomes centered around Newt, right? It's like she she wants to care for Newt. She has that nurturing side, but – I mean, it's a big part of the story, but it also is not carried by that. You know what I mean? It's not. Other characters could have done that too. There's that scene in Aliens, and I'm not sure – 
So the past two times I've watched this, we just watched Aliens like a week and a half ago after the uh, the band Blood People's music video shoot, which was based off the movie Aliens. We watched Aliens, and we watched the special edition of it, like on the, the Quadrilogy Blu-ray, you know, or whatever, uh, the Alien Quadrilogy. But there's a scene where uh, Paul Reiser comes to her after she's woken up Paul from... Paul Reiser. Yeah, he's woken up from the coma, <laughs> and uh, she asks about her daughter, which I don't... Yeah, I'm trying to think if she mentions that in nah, Alien. See, nah. I don't even think no they way. really ever. I think her daughter is just. They never in Alien. They never talk down to her like you're a woman. You can't do this. Like no. that never happens once in the movie Alien. Mm-hmm. She's just strong from the get go. She's the she's the fucking pilot. Mm-hmm. She's right? Ripley. Yeah. And aliens though, there's like when she's put in with the Marines, like they're all. They're all talking down to her. Or like there's a scene, Apon, like, well, what can you do? She's like, I can work that power loader. But there's the scene where, where Paul Reiser comes in, uh-huh. and she asks about her her daughter, which I don't think they reference. Right. And then she finds out that she lived a full life and yeah. died while she was floating out there in space. Well, something they invented to like play into, like, because you know later on, like you said, she meets new. Right. So they, they were like, we need to throw in something that'll... You think that was just tossed in? Oh, totally, totally. Okay. Yeah, James Cameron was just like, we got to flesh out this character of Ripley. Because she wasn't really fleshed out in Alien, you know? No. Like, you get an idea of who she was. Like, she, you get an idea of her spunk and her spirit, but you don't know anything about Ripley, really. I really think that that helped add to her strength as a character in Alien. And then that's that might be some of the beef that I have with Aliens, is they really tried to... Because you never, not once would I ever think watching Alien, like, she's a woman, she can't do that. Like, how's she the last surviving crew member? Or, well, I guess Bishop does, or not Bishop. uh, Oh, Ash. Ash, Ash, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash is tasked with trying to impregnate her with the alien, like trap her to to conserve because she's the only woman like they could incubate her. Which then that also pops back up in Aliens. That's like a reoccurring theme throughout every Alien movie. Yeah, is her ability to carry as a woman. You have them try to get it an alien, then Paul Reiser tries to do it in Aliens. Alien 3, she is. Like, the the movie begins with, you know, she is during the, the credits, you can see yeah. Hicks die, and Newt's tank start filling up with liquid, and then you see the face hunger kind of crawl into her thing, but it never really shows it attached to her. So it's not so, like... Like two hours and or like an hour and twenty minutes into the movie, right? That then you 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 find out she has the alien queen in her belly, and then Alien Resurrection, they clone her because she had the queen DNA. She's in, part alien and her, she can sink bas- yeah, not yeah, in and, and basketball in her chest, yeah, not her womb or anything. But that's something that I felt it was a it was almost a distur- a disservice to the to the character of Ripley to make her so so quintessentially feminine the second one which obviously she turns around you know nothing's going to stop her or like the scene when she's she's busting them out of the uh, the hive when they first enter the hive and she gets in the car she's like fuck it I'm out of here and starts yeah. driving mm-hmm. and then Hicks comes up he's like easy easy like, puts his like hand on her hands like it's okay calm down yeah that yeah. always stood out as so not Ripley to me yeah like she would fly out of there throw it in park and be like we're getting off this rock right we're gonna nuke it from space that's who you were led to believe from like the first one because i do like aliens but honestly i would say aliens was a disservice to the character of ripley see like i think that it's uh it's it's more of a disservice to the character to say like we're not gonna make her feminine at all we're gonna make her entirely a masculine character and she's gonna be just like all the all the other grunts you know like she embraces like the the motherly side in that movie she does, yeah. But she is also like still gun-toting Ripley. That's yeah, in that's Aliens. True. Well, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess that was my fault. I backtracked on myself. It's not that that James Cameron took any of that away from it because, like I said, she obviously proves it through every single movie that she is the strongest character tossed into this chain of events. She's the only one that can survive, with the exception of Alien Three. That was a bit of trivia I have. Yeah, I have a piece of trivia here for you <laughs> from Alien Three. Okay. There's only one character from the prison planet that survives. It's the character Morse. Who, oh, yeah. He's the dirty talking, he's not really intelligent, never has anything good to say. But there's one scene where uh, the priest is like yelling. They're all sitting around trying to figure out what to do. Like, are we going to take this thing to the foundry? And he looks up at 
the character Morris, he looks up at him, the priest does, and he says, oh, I forgot you're immortal because you made a pact with God or something like that. Yeah. And then lo and behold, he is the only character from the planet to survive. That's interesting. 100%. That's every character. That's the whole population. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Yeah. Who I, I much prefer Benedict from Last Action Hero. Oh, yes. I got my eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's Charles Dance. No, there's... The building, the building of Ellen Ripley's strengths peaked with Alien. It was Aliens was just such an action movie, and it took away the focus from Ripley as a main character. And then that is kind of why. Like I know that Alien Three is very much a, a hated, you know, generally hated. As I've talked with from strangers, I looked up some reviews today. I, was, I, I watched this interview with David Fincher from when he was doing uh, Oh my God, Girl man. with the Dragon Tattoo, mm-hmm. and he mentioned it. Like they were talking about his movies, and like the interviewer didn't bring it up, but he was like, you know, Alien Three, <laughs> you know, like just kind of saying like you can't all, you, you can't all you the director has to take the hit no matter what happens. And uh, but watching it again today, I felt that it brought back more of the terror that was an Alien that Aliens didn't have because Aliens to me was very much an action movie yeah, James totally. it was in. very bright it's it was very uh, light hearted there the were so many the breaks Marines. in the action yeah the humor that comes from the Marines which really worked is like it worked well as the characters being a unit yeah. you know they all know each other which is a part of a big reason why I thought Alien is one of the best sci-fi movies of all time because the, the, the just the natural interaction between the crew members of the Nostromo now they're, they're pranking each other. They're giving each other shit all the time. You have that in Aliens. That is something that vanishes, though, in Alien 3. Every character hates each other. Every character doesn't really show any respect to the other, with the exception of the priest who keeps them all in line with, like, we got to repent because we're all murderers and rapists. Like, every character in that movie is horrible. Just a horrible person, except for Ripley. Now, how do you think a movie like that gets made? <laughs> Well, that well, so that's, bleak. But see, but that's, that's I, I I feel like a lot of people is is the hatred for that movie because it's so depressing. And if that's the case, then then bravo! Like they took mm-hmm. they took a sci fi movie, a, a terrifying alien franchise, and took it to the darkest place you could do it. We're going to drop Ellen Ripley on a planet of murder and rapists. We're going to shave her head. Mm-hmm. And impregnate her with the queen, and we'll see what she can do there. And then, not even—it's not even halfway through. Maybe in the first act of the film, Charles Dance, who like she has the love interest with, what's his name in that movie? Um, they 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 sleep together. They they form a bond. She straight up says like, "I've been floating in space for like two hundred years, dude." Yeah. Like, and yeah, I'm attracted to you. She's like, that's her very much being like, "I'm a strong woman." and I like what I see, you know, like I want you Charles dance. And literally maybe 20 minutes after that scene happens. So you, as the audience member, you're watching, you're like, Oh, like Ellen Ripley and Charles dance. I keep forgetting his name. And then they kill him. They kill him immediately. He just, he literally turns around and he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like a shock value death. You don't even have time to react to it. The second that happens though, it kind of acknowledges it's like nobody's safe and no one is safe. Ellen Ripley dies at the end to of To me, movie. it's like more like one of the 37 writers that were on that movie were just like, oh, we don't know what we, we, we forgot all. what happened to this guy. We got <laughs> to write about. a scene in there where he, where he gets killed. I, I think like my view of that movie is clouded by how much I know about it and how much has been written about it. Yeah about the the struggle to get Alien 3 made. And like I don't I don't hate Alien 3. Like I agree with you. Like everything yeah. that you've said about Alien 3. I think that that movie could have been way better. Yeah. I'm curious so like the the interviews that I was reading today they talked about the difference the the drafts that they went through and almost all of it revolved more around location than the character of Ripley. Which to me I think you know, Ripley is the Alien franchise. Like, yeah. why would we care if it wasn't Sigourney Weaver? Right. Well, I guess we'll see this Friday. We will. We will see this Friday. I've read a review. 
I did too. Uh, it's got like eighty six percent right now in Rotten really? Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, that's good. I didn't see that. the The one review I read, I think, was from uh, um, how was that? The Facebook blog, Consequences Sound, that like music reviewing site. They did a review of it, and it it didn't favor it too well. But I I never let that I never really let that cloud me because I don't I want to see it for myself. I think the hate comes from. The fact, like you were saying, even if you don't, even if you haven't read a biography by David Fincher, we all like his films. We do. And I think I that it's, that was one of the first things that I ever read about him was that he disowned Alien 3. Mm-hmm. So I think that you almost like take it as a personal attack before you even like see the movie. Right, right. And it's, uh, it, today was the first time that I had watched it in a long time. But I just remember thinking that it was, so incredibly slow paced and I watched it at a time when I was like expecting I was probably like 13 I wanted right. everything to be uh, true lies and <laughs> but it's not any slower than the first alien but the first alien is like the introduction to this world and the environment is such a predominant character in that movie but it also moves pretty like the first one moves pretty fast like mm-hmm. you, you get a quick introduction for the characters and their jobs on the Nostromo you see them have to make the decision, like, well, we have to follow orders or we sacrifice our shares, and then John Hurt. Like, it's, it isn't even the end of the first act before John Hurt gets And John the face did up hurt. Up to, yeah, he did. He for sure did. <laughs> Didn't he just die? He did, yeah. 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 Um, it's, but I feel like Alien 3 is, is pretty Fincher. Like, it is it is pretty quintessential feature. I think it's pretty where, where well it's, shot. It's, it's the first, so I think, so the version I watched today, which is, I think it was maybe 25 minutes long, so it's like two hours and 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first hour 10, hour 20 is pure character development. The 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 alien, they call it the beast the whole time. That's another thing you trivia know. Ripley's the only person that calls it a xenomorph, only in one scene in the whole movie. Every mm-hmm. other character calls it the dragon or the beast. It takes about an hour and twenty minutes for that thing to show up, and that's when she like runs into the the guys like yeah, rumor control, you know? Like, yeah, you yeah, got, yeah. You want me to? Yeah, and, and twenty five. Like, We're all doomed, and right as he's like, "Shut up, woman!" The thing just comes down and grabs him, yeah, <laughs> just rips him, and then the rest of the movie is bloodshed. Every character dies as soon as he gets pulled up. There's one side character that gives off the best. Uh, Fuck! I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. He like gets pulled up, and everybody just stands at each other, and the guy just goes, "Fuck!" I was like, "Oh my god, that was so organically said. That was yeah. wonderful." But I feel like something uh, vastly different and original happens in each of even the even all four of the movies. I was talking about it with somebody at work, and they were like, kind of not that excited about Covenant. They're like, "Yeah, it looks like the same regurgitated plot." But I was like, maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like in the first one, it's an introduction to the world, and like just the title of the movie is incredible. Right. Um, yeah, wow. and, then in the, and then in the second one, you're thinking, all right, maybe if you had all the guns and ammunition in the world, and it's like all of these Marines, all of the armor you could imagine, the all of, of the, the best, yeah. uh, you know, machinery, all of the technology, maybe, maybe that'll work. And then, and then that doesn't work either. And then the third one is like back to the horror, you know, grassroots, and like everything is taken away, you know, like as far as resources go. Well, I think I think the fight in the third one is it's it's a planet filled with the hardest men. Yeah, yeah, and men yeah. Men with with no empathy whatsoever. You know, they can't even stop it. And we see one die. That's the first time that we actually see a xenomorph destroyed. Right? Is in the third one. Because in the yeah. first one, it gets sucked out. No, in the second one, it gets second sucked one, they, out. They blow him away. They're like, the queen alien. No, the queen alien just gets sucked out. She gets sucked out? She gets sucked out into well, the back. Yeah, but they're like blowing. Like They got all those like bitch. alien grunts. Who oh, are just yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. There is like, like, there there's a the, uh, shitload of aliens and aliens. Yeah, yeah. aliens <laughs> is Which straight up say aliens. they didn't warn us. But I love this scene in Aliens when she's in the nest and she's like trying to tiptoe away from the eggs and like they show that whole way it's just incredible i think that was uh stan was that stan winston yeah probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) because in the third one it was alec gillis who did the thing 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, a lot I didn't know that. No, they, they, the puppet it runs like a dog. You watch, you watch Alien Three, and you'll be like, "That's totally the thing." Really? Like, yeah. I didn't know Everything that. Bit. That's interesting. They they actually so there was a puppet they built, and then they had tried to do a shot with a dog in a costume. It's like <laughs> when, when the when the ox rips open when the alien is first born right. in Alien Three. Um, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. I'll get back to that in a second. But like when when it's born. They had this dog in a costume that peeked out, but they said like it, it would peek its head out and then like look around and then yeah. dart away. And they were like, it was way too comical. So then they went with the puppet <laughs> and like kind of the stop animation. It, it's to, it, you watch it. I watched it again today, and it's all I can think about when you see it like scurry away like a rat almost. Once right. the baby mm-hmm. alien was Alien Three, the first movie to introduce that concept that the alien will look like it'll take on the features of whatever thing it just states inside yeah. of. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was I the think first so. One. I never it, made it, that connection. It lost it, so it, it lost like the back pipes. You know, it's mm-hmm. not. It, it never walks on two legs. It runs like a dog because it came right. out of that ox. Right, not a dog, an ox. It, it runs. It's like a boar. You know. Yeah. Uh, it lost the back pipes. Like if you remember in like Alien and Aliens, they had those crazy like almost like exhaust things, like their yeah. machines. The total Geiger thing, where the it's like steam types. is coming out of them, you know. Right. Those are gone, and it had uh, more pronounced lips for like <laughs> noshing on food because it was a Noshin. cattle, you know. It was like right. oh, it was just eating grass all day. Who thought of this movie? Like I was for, Alien that, like 3? that's my Alien Three, yeah. They wanted was, well, so Alien. The, I know that the original idea for Alien Three was they wanted to have the origin of the xenomorph that's right. what they wanted to they were show like, we're gonna go big because like we've seen ripley because each alien movie up to that point was it was like this like waking nightmare in ripley's life like she goes to sleep and then she wakes up and she's like in another alien nightmare and then she goes to sleep and she wakes up and she's in another one so they were like the likely progression of the series is that by the the third go around she's she's on earth and there's gonna be aliens on earth Right, and so that was the preview for Alien Three. Right, it was it was like a, a shot of Earth or something like that, and it was like on Earth, no one can hear you scream, and they didn't even have a script written at that point. They just they just knew in their heads, okay, we know this one's gonna be on Earth, and it even said like they had a date. It was like summer nineteen ninety whatever. Crazy, and and then that movie like went through so many iterations, the screenplay. And it finally came out as this, as what it is now, and it just it boggles my mind that movie, because I feel like that that movie is victim of so many hands in that pie. Yeah, you know, it was like no one could agree, so they just agreed to disagree. Well, and that's what Fincher said in the interview. He was like, it was you know, it was his first film directing. Everyone has an idea. Everyone has an opinion. And then when it flopped. He was left standing there in the spotlight, like, okay, uh, anyone want to say something now? No, mm-hmm. he took all the heat for it, right? And look, I mean, he turned obviously, he turned his turned that around, you know, yeah. But it's it's not a terrible movie, earth setting, it's not a terrible movie by any stretch of the imagination. But it's interesting how you get from that initial preview of the aliens are coming to earth, it's gonna be sick, <laughs> they they're still gonna be never come to earth, yeah, they, they, they right? never made it to earth. Well, okay, what about, dare I say it, Prometheus? So, like, that opening scene of Prometheus on the ship, that, that is Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the aliens aren't on Earth. Those are the engineers. The engineer lands Those are on the Earth. people who are responsible for, for planting the life on Earth. Oh. When the guy peels himself away. Yeah, and I still don't oh. really understand how that... Where the aliens came from in that movie. I didn't maybe think they I were didn't. on Earth either. I guess that's a new one to me. Well, see, I, I guess maybe that was, that was my personal interpretation of it. The the opening scene, you have the engineer standing on the cliff. He drinks the, the goo. He drinks the the, the KY jelly. Goo. Yeah, he's yeah. The, the genetic KY. And then, you know, decomposes into the water. And I guess it, maybe it was just the transition that led me to believe that. Because then it cuts to the guy... Like cracking the hole in the cave, like I found it, you know. Like I figured, I, I interpreted it as, as like that was so far ago, and now here they are finding kind of the spot where that happened in these cave drawings and shit. And, Do you suppose that that waterfall that he was standing on is the island that the New Covenant movie where they like land their ship? 
Because the, the timeline. So I, I looked up the timeline because I wasn't sure what was considered canon with all of this and what's not. Because there's two novels, there's two video games, and I don't yeah. even count Alien vs. Predator. That's no. it? Two novels? Yeah. There's, uh, Are there comic books? No, they might be graphic novels. Alien Out of the Shadows is one. Didn't Batman okay. fight some aliens at one point? <laughs> I think he did. I think you're right about that. That's wow. DC Universe. That's he fought some Alien Predators. Universe, no. I know that for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Predator and Alien Universe. You know, we'll get to that. That's connected. Uh, so Prometheus is is takes uh, takes place. The earliest the Alien Covenant is a sequel to Prometheus, but a prequel to Alien. And then the Alien Isolation video game takes place yeah, after Alien movie, but before the Aliens movie. Because yeah, you play as Ripley's daughter. Yeah. And Which they, is another interesting thing that, that they chose game. a female. It was a great game. They used like the original, uh, the OG oh, like, computer. Like Ripley wouldn't have a son. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's the, it's, it's I mean, the moral thing. It's I think what you know what you know what. I'm gonna spitball this. Just popped in my head right now, mm-hmm. but I think maybe one of the themes of Alien could be that the destruction of the human race can only be defeated by somebody who can create. Maybe. I like that. You know. And they ne- they never use her capabilities or her identity as a novelty. You know, sometimes they throw is. ladies in action movies, and they put like a skimpy bikini, and they expect some like accolades from women. You know, yeah. like you're not doing us any favors. Yeah, like Aeon Flux. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Just because you're killing bad guys doesn't mean you're a strong female role. No, it's and so. She really proves it because she's very logical, and she survives uh, numerous screenwriters and directors. Sigourney and James Cameron loves to disrespect women, and she survived a James Cameron movie. Well, why, I mean, he's been, think, he's been married you, five times. Right, right. Why do you think he disrespects women? Well, he's pretty chauvinistic. I mean, I, I've seen enough interviews with him to kind of like put that together, and I've heard uh, – some of his ex He's been married to every woman who's ever been in one of his movies. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow. I'm Team Catherine Bigelow. Oh, team Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow or James Cameron. Yeah. I'm totally Near right. Team dark Bigelow. all day right. long. Yeah, dude. Uh, but, yeah, so there's the Alien Isolation video game, which is fucking terrifying. That's yeah, great. Um, I, like, I just walked around the ship. I was just marveling at all of the details that they have. It's you know? crazy. It's amazing. So then after Alien Isolation is Alien Out of the Shadows, which was a novel – and then the Aliens sequel, Alien Sea of Sorrow, then another novel. Sea and of Sorrow? Yeah, I've, I'd like to check these out. Yeah. I'm sure they're graphic novels. but uh, And then Alien 3, and then Alien Colonel Marines, the shitty video game. Oh, yeah. That one's if you bad. ever played that yeah, one. Yeah. That, that one's, one's like, laughably bad. Um, and then Alien <laughs> Resurrection, which uh, I watched part of, and I thought it was interesting in Alien Resurrection because one of my favorite things about science fiction films is they can use the future to invent any device or technology or power that they want. You know, totally, science, yeah. science fiction in general is like the epitome of uh, uh, suspension of disbelief. Right. Because if you're going to watch it, you're going to have to accept anything that you see on screen. You're going to have to believe or just turn the movie off. Right. Right. But previous Alien movies, I can't really think of any sort of like device that anybody has that is. Um, Technologically advanced, no, or non-existent. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like it was. Uh, it was playing off of things that you already knew. Like the the guys running that ship in the first Alien, you know, they you could they were almost like truck drivers. Yeah, you know, it was less futuristic and more like the steam coming out of the pipes, and they're just like they're they're joking with Ripley until she leaves, and then they just like close it up, like hey, that's not it, you know. <laughs> But Alien Resurrection is, it's like a very lavish movie. It's very oh, yeah. bright. It's very shiny. The you cube don't really... whiskey. The what? The cube whiskey in the beginning where it's like, they oh, drop yeah, it. he drops yeah, this. Yeah. That, to me, I laughed out loud sitting on my couch watching that. He, he like opens this totally, mm-hmm. you know, garbage pack, drops a cube, puts it under a thing with a laser that shoots into the cube and then it just like, bloop, like turns into a, a glass of scotch. I get behind know? that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down with that. Cube whiskey. That movie, Alien Resurrection, is like, um, like you can tell, you can tell that it was made by Jan DeBont, like this dude who like <laughs> speaks like okay English. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's kind of it's just such a weird movie. Yeah. Yann de Bon. Yann de Bon. <laughs> French director, right? You can tell that it was made by a, like a French director, oh, yeah. right? And he and like maybe he rolled in and had never seen an alien movie before, and he just started like spouting out ideas. And see, I, I feel know. like he he watched The Fifth Element and was like, I can do that. Yeah. I'll do that with right. Alien, right? <laughs> but even The Fifth Element is like that, where it's like you can tell this was made by by a foreign uh, film director. Inherent right? quirkiness, and there's the yeah, there's that inherent quirkiness. And just just weirdness. Yeah. This kind of like, you know, like The Room, the Tommy Wiseau movie. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, whoever made this movie doesn't speak English as a first language. That's that's a, a pretty strong female lead that I just thought of. Fifth Element, Mila. Totally. Yeah. Uh, what's her name in that? Mila. Uh, uh, multipass. Multipass. Oh, Sarah Big bada boom. Right the big bada boom. Fifth Element Supreme Being. Lilo. She's the Lila? Supreme Being. Le- yeah. Uh, Lilu Dallas. <laughs> so I only mention this because this guy's face is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he is that. He looks great. I'd like. I'd have a beer that, with that dude. Does I, he have a suit on him? Because it says Jean Pierre Junet. <laughs> who knows? He actually he just came out of the bathroom when that photo was snapped, <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa!" Is who it said directed resurrection? <laughs> I am director of Alien Resurrection. Do you think he tells people that he was the director yeah, of Alien Resurrection? The cat. Yeah, that's definitely. his opener for everything. Yeah, else I he, direct- he did Amelie. Oh, that's and he did delicatessen. See, whoa! I remember that now because I I I just saw Amelie recently back in hell. Maybe it was that November, December. They did it. They showed it at the Music Box, and I went mm-hmm. and I watched it. Never seen it before in my life. Right, loved it. Yeah, I, I felt like a fool since high school for all the people that have told me to watch that movie, and I never watched it because like, right, at a certain Amelie, point you're just like instead I'm going to pride myself on not watching it yeah mm-hmm. and then I, I saw it in the music box I loved it and I mm-hmm. looked up the director and I was like oh my god it's the guy who did Alien Resurrection I right. completely forgot about that but you buy into Amelie because it's a foreign film like something about the like, inherent the, quirkiness yeah. of if the they had made, side yeah. of the story if they had made that movie with Sandra Bullock and they were all speaking English but it was the exact same screenplay you'd be like this is the weirdest movie ever <laughs> made <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's what Alien Resurrection yeah. is it's so weird. Even the cast is weird. Like, I love Ron Perlman, but he's so goofy in that movie. He, he never not cracks a joke. Like, when he's climbing the ladder and, the like, the bug's there, and he, like, ah, like mm-hmm. screams. Or when he throws a knife into the leg of a paraplegic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got him good. Like, <laughs> Oh, Ron. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction that Danny McBride dies a violent fucking death in Covenant. I'm just oh, going to throw that out the there. He's got the cool hat. He's he's got it. There that was, was weird. A, there was a uh, uh, an internet bracket going on, run by like it was part of Alien promotion, and it was the death bracket for Alien Covenant. Who do you think will survive? And it got down to Fozbender's character of David, right? His name's David, or he has two names. So David was the one from Prometheus. Yeah, and I think he's another names. model. Right. It's the same model. He's he's definitely an android, but I think Walter, his name I is think different. Is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the female lead. Of the new one, I forget her name too. She's a good actress, though. There's some good um, names in it, but it is an, it is another cast. interesting. Billy you know, Crudup. we were saying that I like each alien makes a bold leap in you know certain plot devices, and uh, the idea of colonizing is fascinating. Yeah, and they they showed that clip in the trailer of the two people in the shower. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. a little like stinger comes up from between her legs, yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, we knew it was only a matter of time, right? But they wanted to do that. I guess there's all, all these ideas that are coming out in Covenant that they wanted to do years ago, but they didn't want to uh, have any like rape implications. That's why they used the chest burster for John Hurt. They didn't want it to be a woman because they didn't want. They're like, we're not saying nothing about no rape. This isn't. Oh the, no. yeah, yeah. That scene is still ranked as the second best scare in a movie. I forget the title that they gave it, but that see, well, well deserved, I say. Before I even saw the movie Alien, I remember I was at a public library in Tucson, Arizona, and somebody had a book, like a film book, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was going through, and I was just kind of like looking at the pictures, and, and he turned the page, and it's just a screen grab of the alien bursting, just John Hurt. It's that picture. Like I, I posted it. I posted that pic, the same picture the same day John Hurt died. But it's him like looking down, just agony and 
sorrow and terror on his face and this little alien just coming out of his chest so much blood and I remember I, I specifically remember I looked at that photo and it terrified me I didn't right. even know what it was I'd never seen anything like that before in my life <laughs> and it wasn't and then I, I never even saw alien until Jesse Hendrix's house is that right yeah because I wasn't allowed to watch was it pretty effective movies. on you oh it terrified me mm-hmm. it was horrifying we yeah. watched alien and aliens I saw those back to back for the first time ever in Jesse Hendrix's house a great experience. Oh, it was, it was mind-blowing. I mean, I was... So I guess I would have been... I was probably like 16 or 17. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, it was the man. first time I saw that. I remember you being in grade school and you had all the action figures. You yeah. Had, you guys had every alien action figure. Right. All the, the colonial <laughs> marines. You had the A-Pone. I was one of the A-Pone action figures. There's a, there's a place that used to be... I don't know what it is now, but it was in Metamora. It was called the Caribbean Corner back then. What? And we like lived in an apartment there. And Jesse Hendricks would come over every day. And he had all the aliens action figures. And I don't know how many of those action figures he lost in that backyard but i i would tell you like that the backyard of that place is like 75 percent aliens action figures <laughs> right now they're just embedded in the dirt oh all the little God. missiles to the nostromo oh, which is Jesus. like that's a weird franchise to make toys for you know? yeah well, that's... like not one not one of those movies you think oh yeah like kids should be watching this that's and... something i've thought of for a long time yeah yeah terminator that... terminator action figures right everyone had alien action figures and like the only action figures I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I had Ghostbusters but I remember everyone had the alien action figures and I'd be like I want that and mom would be like no yeah. you can't have that like that's is... an R rated movie but I do uh, I just thought of an earlier memory <laughs> I didn't watch Aliens but my grandpa was watching Aliens and I just remember the credits with the the lines coming in you know right it's like how they did it yeah and then him looking at me like you can't watch this you gotta get out you know little boy <laughs> She's like, I wish they just would let me see it. Then did you run to your room and then did you see two little eyes like? Peer but out of the it's wall? funny, like even though I never saw Aliens, Sigourney Weaver was still one of my all-time favorite crushes because of Dana Barrett and Ghostbusters. Right, yeah. She was, she was too. She was a strong totally. female in that too. Totally. She's yeah. totally strong. She, yeah, she she put Peter Venkman in his place. Totally. Like that's, that takes a strong woman, you know. <laughs> And likable, too. She yeah. didn't have that bitch quality. No, never. I thought it was weird in Alien 3 when she had sex with uh, Benedict. Uh, I thought it seemed very non-Ripley, but then I thought, well, there must be a reason for this. You, you don't is... know that she's caring at that point, but I thought this would be great if like, she died earlier, but then you find out like he caught something like a little alien swam up his urethra or something. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the reverse alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but no. it, nothing really comes of it. They just like, you know, it, it draw, you, you see some that. emotionality well, between the two. But he could have. That's terrifying. He could have had a little. <laughs> she had a little alien in her belly and he was like, and they were, you know. He was poking it. Yeah, he was poking it. Well, it was poking it. It wasn't, it wasn't like in her womb. It was like, you know, the alien always hides be, like, behind the rib cage. So it yeah. wasn't really like anything, but it could be. It knew what I was, wonder what was if, happening. if xenomorph genetics is sexually transferable. That's it's got to be. It has to be. Actually, we know it was because of the movie Prometheus. Yeah. That was proven in Prometheus. He, mm-hmm. he dips his finger in the drink. Mm-hmm. Guy drinks it. Him and Elizabeth Shaw make love. I mean, whatever that means. And then like, I still she, don't understand like, what, what's, what's going on in that movie. There's quite a bit of that movie that I just like, mm, <laughs> yeah. don't quite understand, but let's just move so, on. So we can confirm now, Benedict, was that his name? Mm-hmm. Charles Dance's character? Mm-hmm. So we can confirm that. But you're right about that. Like That, that is pretty off the charts. Like, For Ripley. You never see it. But then at the same time, it's like, she hasn't had some dick in like 200 years. Two, yeah, on. literal 200 years. And she says that, too. She, yeah. She, he was like, you're pretty forward. And she's like, well, you know. I've been out here for a long time. New director, time. new like, screenwriter? Yeah. Why the fuck not? They wake her up for like two weeks at a time, and then she goes back under, and it's just like, like what do you expect? She wants to have a good time. She did love Hicks, though. Like, that was pretty you apparent. You think so? They never did much. They didn't could, know they were each flirting. other. Oh, by the end of it. They're the last two left. They got a little girl. They got like, a cat. They got a house. They had a home. It's the American maybe. dream. Yeah. A little maybe. space picket fence. They, they found the American dream on LV426. Can we and, touch on... And it was just, it was just <laughs> snatched away from her. Can we touch on the fact that, like... So in Alien 3, all of a sudden, Hicks and Newt are dead? Dead. Weird, dead. right? I mean... Oh, man. That kind of bothered me. But I do like the fact that uh, Lance Hendrickson got paid 
more for his like one minute of screen time than he did his entire salary really for he was like I invented that's all those crazy. androids and that's blah, so blah, crazy. and I, I forgot about the ending how uh, he's supposed to be they don't say it but he's, he's supposed to be Wayland no so so well not Wayland Way, Wayland was shown in Prometheus so he would have been the he's Utani Utani yeah maybe yeah I don't remember like he doesn't Yutani say his name he doesn't yeah. he never says his name but I see. I always thought of it as the joint partnership. So I totally right. agree. Like he totally like, is at that point. Utani. Like Wayland Utani, you're probably like dead, buried. This is like sixth oh, generation. I bet, alive. I bet even though he was bleeding, he's like, "See, I'm human." I bet it was. He's just another robot. He's think like, so? I don't think he was. Oh, yeah, I bet. But I do like. He would that- travel all the way out to the prison planet. Like, why would he do that if he's really head honcho? Mm-hmm. He'd go all the way out there. Yeah, totally, dude. To get just totally. to get Ripley because he wants that alien so bad. <laughs> is that the, the last one? They want those aliens. Is so that the last bad. one? Which is just like ridiculous. Because like, what are you gonna do with the like? Why do you want it? Like, they wanted the weapon. Paul Reiser wanted well, it. Well, here's the thing. Here's another thing. We are never told exactly what Whalen Yutani corporation the company an evil wants to do with it mm-hmm. all we ever get is ripley saying they want to weaponize it which That's i kind of like the mystery do. i like that it's shadow of her interpretation i mean we know that paul razor was like i'll do anything to get this i gotta get this weaponized mm-hmm. it's you know? like ocp and the tyrell corporation they yeah, just like yeah, all yeah. they merged and yeah. they like created the the company Ripley is just more like you, ignorant fool. Like yeah. you can't do anything, no matter what you want with it. It's probably a weapon because you're military crazy people. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to do. I'll destroy it. Yeah, in my mind, I've always kind of just grouped it in with like representing instead of being a company, more just like representing like mass corporation and like right. you know big big business and the, well, so Acme Co. Here's a, here's another little bit of trivia for you, Jimmy. Alien Three. Alien 3 has a lot of alien universe trivia. Alien 3 is the only movie. Or uh, that was the first. I might even say only. No, it, it is the first because Prometheus obviously changed that. But no one ever said Whalen yutani You'd see it on screens. You'd see mm-hmm. it on boxes. No one ever said it until mm-hmm. Charles Dance says the words. When Ellen Ripley wakes up, everyone always called it the company, right. an alien, an alien. Which I kind of they like. Never more. said it. I liked it too. It's more ominous. It's more creepy. Yeah. I mean, you saw it everywhere. You saw the logo everywhere, but it was never spoken until Charles Dance in Alien Three. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter what they do anyway. I mean, whether they like manufacture mining equipment or whether they they're making better worlds, man. It's yeah, like exactly. It's what they do, dude. More human than human alien. <laughs> Uh, what did you whatever. think of the uh, Blade Runner trailer? By the way, did you Ooh, watch the long one? So good, yeah, yeah. yeah. so damn good. Uh, so we got two Ridley Scott films mm-hmm. this year. The two biggest ones, returning back to his franchises, the ones that blew my mind when I saw him. Blade Runner was another. Movie. I saw Blade Runner before I saw Alien because that one wasn't as violent. I probably saw it on TV or something. You know, what? I played the Blade Runner video game before I saw the there movie. There was a video game. There was a video game that I thought was pretty cool. No way! Did I would have play totally that? played that. Did you no, get into, I didn't. In the PC gaming, like not, around 1998. No. <laughs> not really, man. Specifically, 1998. It takes out. nine CDs to install and nine. One CDs. No, there were there were four <laughs> CDs. Please insert disc two. Yeah. No, I I I'm excited for it, but yeah. I'm I'm kind of using seeing Alien Covenant as honestly like a. Does he still have it? Like I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. Prometheus was weird. Prometheus is. It had too many faults for me to say that was a good movie. Yeah. It had some cool things, but it was so yeah. bold. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff, like cool cinematography. Um, I cool love Fosbender. Fosbender is great. I love the character of Elizabeth Shaw. Yeah. But, like, to me, the best, the, the best part of the whole movie was her and the head of David at the end, like, yeah. let's go to these, let's go to these guys' world. And, right. Give them a taste of their own medicine. But everything like, that before was, then, it was just madness. Well, like when that guy, like just, just been a, beaten to death. But when yeah. that guy pets that alien on the head, 
Yeah. That's a ridiculous oh, scene. That little alien yeah. snake. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Biology engineer. Hey, yeah. little guy, what are you doing? They're taking their helmets off, and no, they, they don't just, know. It's just a rogues gallery of bullshit characters the and whole movie. When she's running from that tube, and the tube is falling on her. Oh, and just, God, I forgot about she that. Won't, yeah. She won't like just beeline. To the, <laughs> yeah. She won't like, take like five steps to the side. She's there. Yeah, she yeah. could just cut. If she, instead of running straight, if she just would have ran that way. Or just stood in the center since it was a circle, you know. Yeah. She just would have, like stood like the when the like thing when like the <laughs> the, the whole side of the house falls. Yeah. And he's right. standing like right he's in the window. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Super violent though. Yeah, very violent. Definitely checked those charts. But I guess yeah, that was the first uh, non Ripley. I think it did okay. It's weird having that series without Ripley. It would it, see, and that's I guess. I don't know how I, I still don't know how I feel about that. Like, how, why? Why did you know? Like, you could make the argument. Like, why did there need to be Alien Resurrection? Like, why did it need to extend past? It Alien was the nineties. Alien Three. <laughs> Alien Three is the the natural ending of that series. Like, say what you will about Alien Three, but it was the the natural end. They she needed dies. the French director to use her blood like, to bring her back to life. We gotta get some more money. Life. They're like the company. Oh, they're like we gotta get some more money. See, Hollywood is the Whalen Yutani Corp. They are. And and what I'm worried about right now is that they're on another bug hunt, to quote Bill Paxton, <laughs> with things like Alien Covenant. We'll find out this Friday. Yeah. And even Blade Runner. I hate. I got a lot to say about Blade Runner, but I don't want. I could say it really fast. Is Deckard a replicant? Yeah. You believe he is. I believe he is. So let me ask you this then. We were. It was established in the first Blade Runner that replicants have a it was like five year lifespan, yeah, right? Right. So now it's Blade Runner. Thirty years later. Thirty years later, he's still he's not alive. Dead. Yeah, he's well, still alive. You know, that I mo- would, I would say that uh, the Nexus Six were the newer models, and those were the ones oh. that were built in with the four year lifespan. And the Nexus Six models were like the Daryl Hannah and Rugger Howard. Right, right, right. The those were all the new, the, the new ones. The best. So I think that there's a version of Blade Runner, the final cut, that has his little unicorn dream. Right. Yeah. And then at oh, the yeah. end, Gaff leaves a little unicorn That's right. origami that basically oh. says, like, I know you had this dream. So I think that they left that out because the studio didn't want the protagonist kind of being an antagonist. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple other like eye glares that you see with Harrison right. Ford. No, the but clothes. one of my uh, best friends that used to do the podcast with us, Blade Runner, is his number one too, and uh, he swears up and down that he's not a replicant. Really? So, uh, well, what do you th- what do you think, Joe? You, do you have any idea what what movie you might want to do next for the next movie? Um, I mean. Is it Cool World? You're going to choose Cool World. I'm not going to do Cool World. Everybody always thinks I'm doing Cool World. Um, <laughs> it's overdone. Everybody does Cool World right, for podcasts. Right. I, got a, I got a movie for you, Jimmy. Uh, the movie that I've selected is Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. I think uh, I, I would be down to, to chat about some of that stuff. Well, uh, it was fun to go back to uh, 1992. With Alien 3, I, I had written down uh, other ones that came out in 92 were uh, Universal Soldier, Honey, I Blew Up oh, the Kid, wow. Reservoir Dogs, Death Becomes Her, Aladdin, Three Ninjas, Batman Returns, and Lawnmower wow. Man. Batman Returns. Wow. I would Lawnmower totally man. lump in Batman Returns with Alien 3. Just in movies that like I loved when I was a kid that now as an adult I can look back on fondly but also say that was a terrible movie. <laughs> that was a bad <laughs> Totally movie. clouded bad clouded movie. by uh, nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam keeps pushing for a uh, podcast on the best uh, VHS boxes of all time. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> but that's... Batman and Dick Tracy are pretty high up there for me. Yeah, oh, Batman's Dick got Tracy's. a solid VHS yeah. cover. Oh, man. Just that logo. Just... Super simple. And then there was the Batman Returns one where it was the bat, the cat, and the penguin. Oh, man, I hate that. <laughs> that was terrible. Well, uh, you can check out all of our other podcasts at soundcloud.com slash movieshowtheater. You've been listening to a movie show theater on 90.7. Thanks for joining me, Norm. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. It was you're, a pleasure. You're welcome. Joey, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jimmy. Our next movie is going to be Twilight Zone the Movie fantastic until next time i'm jimmy malone 
I'm Norm Burns. And I'm Joey Fondle. And this has been Movie Show Show Theater. Theater.